Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Today I'm going to continue my discussion on defensive portfolios. Now a good place to start is to talk about the number of stocks we recommend you hold in your portfolio. Between 8 and 12 is probably the right number. Up to 5 is good for a trader or someone who's managing their stocks really tightly. People who are starting out uh, learning to trade, we say, between 8 and 12 stocks. And even experienced traders often go between 8 and 12 stocks just to manage the risk on the overall capital. It's a good way to do that. Now, we've had portfolios come through to us over the years that have had anywhere between 25 and 30 stocks in the portfolio. Can you imagine the paperwork involved in, in managing that? It's huge. And not to mention what happens if the market falls away and they're concerned about the individual holdings within their portfolio and and what decisions need to be made about particular stocks. So there'd be a lot of work involved in doing that. It's much easier to manage between 8 and 12 stocks and know those stocks like the back of your hand, which is why we recommend to our students that you have a watch list of stocks and you don't have more than, say, around 15, 20 at the absolute most, but 15 is a pretty good number. And from those stocks, you would just regularly pick the ones that look like they're going to provide good growth. Now, included in a defensive strategy, of course, is a stop loss, as I mentioned last time, and 15% stop loss is what we use for most trades. But what you set could actually depend on your strategy. Now, you can do what's called backtesting a stock to work out an approach that works really well. In uh, Module 3 of our diploma, we teach backtesting. We introduce the students to the concept and provide the tools that they need to, to go through that process and learn how to do that. I was having a conversation with a chap the other day and we were talking about just going out and putting some money into into the market and he was suggesting that he could just put a 15% stop loss under those positions. But the problem being is once the stocks have already risen, if you know nothing about technical analysis and, and how stocks are likely to unfold and when to time your entry, you might actually be getting in near the top and get stopped out anyway. So you've really got to consider the stop loss with a holistic approach to how you're going to run a defensive portfolio. The other thing to look at is not to have derivatives in your portfolio if you don't understand what they are and the risk that you're taking on in having them there. Things like options or CFDs. Now, options can be quite good for managing downside risk and earning extra income for your portfolio. So you can actually write calls or buy puts. Now, at particular times, depending on the market volatility, it may not be worth doing so. So it's something that you have to have a good knowledge of before you embark down that track. The other thing to look at is picking the big blue chip shares. Now, We say to our students, if you can't trade the blue chip shares, don't try to trade penny stocks or things that are highly volatile or higher risk. In a defensive portfolio, you would have far more in the blue chip area, probably in the top 50 stocks on the market, you'd have a bit of a a focus on those stocks, so a high weighting to that area of the market, and possibly maybe one um, or two even from outside of that range. Now, Some people scan or search the market all the time for stocks that are likely to make the next big move. I think that's a complete waste of time. You're much better off to understand the stocks that you're trading and become familiar with them so that when they make their next move, you're ready. The other side of it is long-term investing. Now, some people want to put some money in the market and leave it there for the long term. 
Now, a knowledge of timing the market is really important when this is your strategy because you, don't, you might have a five-year time horizon and then in five years' time, the market might be going to make its next low. So it's another very important thing to think about that timing the market is really part of the whole strategy. Another thing to look at is on the fundamental side, whether a company's got good cash flow. Now, unless, unless they have a good growth story or there's something coming up that the, the business are just embarking on and it's going to be a new technology or they're a critical piece of an, a project going ahead, say, for instance, the gas plant that's going ahead in Western Australia, it, it may be that there are some companies that are going to benefit from all of that construction and the outworkings of all of that will flow on to other companies. So if you're keeping an eye on what's going on in that area, that's probably a good one to look at. And uranium may be another area in future as well. A lot of people like a buy and hold approach where they can just set and forget, they can leave it there and not worry about it. Ask yourself how you would have felt or how you felt if you were holding shares in the market when it fell away and and how you would have felt differently had you had a strategy in place to protect your position and sold out and then looked to re-enter once the market had re-established itself on the way back up again. That's the difference between those two types of approaches. One of them is just let's buy and hope. The other one is really a defensive approach where you're trading but you're not tr- you don't have to trade a lot of times in and out of the market all the time to, to actually achieve that. When you're looking at particular stocks to put in a defensive portfolio, take a look at the underlying influences. Say, for instance, with the resources type stocks, oil or gold stocks. Now, if you're watching the likes of, say, Woodside or Santos or Lahir or Newcrest, you'd also be watching what's happening to gold and oil. That's also part of a defensive approach to be managing those positions in line with what's happening with the resource. Another great area is actually where a company has a monopoly. Take CSL, for instance. That's a fantastic company. Look at what's happened over the last, say, 12 months. The stock's merely traded sideways. So if you were looking at it from a defensive point of view, yes, it's held up. But when the market's turned, it hasn't really made some of the gains that other stocks have achieved. Now, Telstra is another one. You would think being a monopoly or having the sort of monopoly that Telstra does that their share price would be a lot stronger than it is, but they've been, there's been a lot of uncertainty about Telstra for quite some time because the government have had a proposal or, or a, a drive to, to split Telstra, to split its wholesale and retail assets. Now, they're saying at the moment that this is a voluntary separation or this is what the government's proposing, but... Um, we question whether that's actually really the case. It looks like Telstra between a rock and a hard place. Now, what could happen when they actually unlock these two businesses is there could be a whole lot of value that's released that's not currently being recognised by the market. So there may be a bit of upside there for people who are holding on. However, Telstra's still got a question mark over it and therefore definitely isn't a defensive um, stock to put in your portfolio at this point. You remember last time we talked about dividends and how companies who are paying high dividends can often represent high risk and that's not a good strategy when you're looking for a defensive approach. Now in the case of Telstra, they're actually offering a 9% fully frank dividend right now given the current share price. But it's important to take all things into consideration before making a decision to have such a stock in your portfolio. Now, an approach you may decide to take to a defensive portfolio strategy is to look at a couple of stocks that may be from the energy sector, from the materials sector, um, a couple from utilities that may be undervalued, 
and study those stocks and then when they trigger entry signals, then you buy them and put them into your portfolio and manage them using a stop loss and particular rules to buy and sell those stocks. Rules that you've learnt work really well for that particular stock. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.